is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. Powered by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers. Uh, Jamie, I hate to start this podcast off on a negative tone. Well, then don't. I have to okay, because I'm seething on the inside right now. What? All right. What happened? Donnie? Two weeks ago when you were gone. All right. So we did the episode last week, you and I, week JR? before laugh. Is that it? It was JR. Are you no. mad at him? But when JR was here, I told him I was having a problem with one of my neighbors. Okay. That Saturday prior, he had started using his leaf blower before 7 a.m. Mm. This morning, he did it again. Okay. 6.15. I wasn't there. Uh, Mary was at the house. It woke Mary up. 6.15, a leaf blower. I try to be an understanding neighbor. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm a nice guy, but I am, come on, man. Like, this is just some really rude-ish as far as I'm concerned. And maybe you have something that will make me not feel this way, but Probably man, not. I'm pissed. Probably not. But I do need a little bit of information. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I can process this correctly. Love it. Um, how old is said neighbor? I'm going to say... Ish. 60s-ish. Okay, so 60 years old. So an older aging person. Not mm-hmm. like old, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Aging. Uh, any kids there? Yes, they have um, older, uh, like young adult kids okay. that, that like have uh, parties in their backyard sometimes. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Well, I don't frown upon that. I no, 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 no. Own. Um, no, and the parties are always done at a reasonable time. So what time do they go to bed? Oh, God. I mean, it's it is it's quiet over there, you know, by dark for sure. Perfect. So there's our solution. When you see the lights go dark in their home, you break out a leaf blower or a lawnmower, and you go stand in their driveway with it, and you just do it until they come to the door and be like, what the hell are you doing? And you go, well, what are you doing before 7 a.m.? That would be my way of dealing. Can, with can it. I tell you, man? And this is and this is it. All right. Or and I'd be, go knock at the front door and have the leaf floor and blow it in their face. Well, I'm going to go. It's not assault. I'm going to go terror. over there after work today and just say hi. I'm the neighbor. You're really keeping us from sleeping. Please stop. I'm going to be nice. And then he says, "I don't care." And then I'm going to not be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I listen, man. Like, I, and and the thing that that sucks. I mean. It sucks no matter what, but, like, I am not a heavy sleeper, all right? For whatever reason, I'm in this weird time of my life where I go two weeks and I sleep great and two weeks and I sleep like crap, and I'm trying to figure it out and try to work on it. But when I've got a Saturday morning where I don't have to get up and take my daughter to band, mm. or I don't have to get up and take her to, 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 um, to her. You don't, you don't have to do anything. It, it just it just freaking pisses me off, and it just it's not thinking about your neighbor. It's not thinking about the other person. That's what pisses me off so much about it. So, <sighs> and I think I'm just crabby because I got up early and did the Riz show this morning and I'm just tired. I think that probably weighs into it too. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Well, how do you feel now? I feel better. Okay, yes. good. But then I'm afraid that this guy is going to fire up that thing on Saturday morning and that I'm going to go over there with a hockey stick. Like, <laughs> I just. So that's, I guess that's ultimately sometimes um, my dilemma is I'm like, okay, so at what like, at what point am I willing to just stop, right? Because we were talking about this on the fast lane yesterday with that Devontae Adams, you know, the camera guy that just kind of ran in front of him and he kind of shoved him. Shouldn't have shoved him as hard. But at the same time, the guy went right in front of him. He kind of pushed him. Like, who knows who that guy is? Mm-hmm. And now the guy's, like, charging him with assault. And, like, um, 
non-life-threatening injuries, however, still, like, okay. Yeah. So in today's society, so your point, you go over, this guy treats you like, get the hell off of my property. Okay, then he fires it up again on Saturday. So what's next? Yeah. Then like, what do you this... do next? Because like, if you walk over with a hockey stick, right? well, now It's you... just escalation it's... on top of escalation on top of escalation, and then do you want to live around that? No. That's right. Then I just deal with the stupid leaf blower knowing that they're jack holes. Yeah. Is, is the... That's confusing. It's, it's, um, it's a uh, very uh, perplexed situation because what do you do? If someone ultimately just wants to be like, well, screw you, I don't care, they can. There's no repercussions. And you know what You know what I hate the most about it? They have this amazing, amazing um, collie over there that is just the friendliest doggo, man. Oh, well, there we go. It's come into our yard a couple times, dude. Oh, yeah. It comes into your yard? Yeah, yeah. What if it went back shaved? Oh, I could not do I'm that. I'm just dog. joking. I, lo- I, that, I love dogs. That God, doggo is dogs. so is so gosh dang handsome, there's no way. I'm I couldn't joking. blame him for his terrible owners. No, no, I'm joking. Maybe I the know, dog's looking for an escape. That's why he comes over. <laughs> very, very well might be. <laughs> All right, so... Hockey starts on Saturday. Blues hockey starts on Saturday. I should probably re- rephrase that. Yeah, hockey started like two nights ago. Yeah, it sure yeah, did. Weird. Why do the Blues open so late? That's just how the scheduling worked out? Oh, the NHL is trying to screw them. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. That's the Blues fan response, yeah. 100%. No, they... Um... I don't know why. It yeah. just, it's a, uh, works out that it's way. It's a random algorithm that ha- it, it will equal itself out throughout the season, obviously, because everybody ends the season within the, the same couple of days. Sure, sure. All right. So, right off the top, let's just go through a couple of things. Um, and in memory of our amazing friend Jeff Burton, uh, Clem Costin is now a member of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, he just ran out of he just ran out he ran out of opportunities. Yep. They were telling him what he needed to do. He was plain and simple, not doing them. So Edmonton gives him a fresh start. Yeah, that's what it is. It's uh, Doug Armstrong moving on, you know, and acquiring a, a, another young defenseman, twenty three year old defenseman. Uh, you know, he's got some upside. He's big, physical guy. Competes really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, in in talking to some of the Blues front office, he he really competes. He's you know he's not in our plans for right now mm-hmm. but you know he could earn himself a spot and you know we'll go from there yeah it's kind of like a hey we'll take your project you take ours it was kind of crazy though after that trade happened and i know you don't probably look after this stuff because you're sane but <laughs> it was amazing to see some of the blues people reacting to the kid that they got from Edmonton because I guess apparently one of the games that he did play last year was against the Blues yeah, and it was a good game and the Blues just worked him yeah he was 22 if that's the case Donnie the Red Wings would have never signed me because I had a couple of really rough nights against the Red Wings when I was a Blues player I just hate that. I mean like it just it just seemed to me to be complaining to complain and and, and again it just seems like what you just said a a, a swap of of projects and Hopefully it, it, it can work out. But until Clem Costin starts to do the things, you know, the, the effort sort of things, man, this is just going to keep happening to him. Yeah. I mean, this is, um, no, it's not exactly the same as some of the other guys that have kind of come through here. But when you look at it, it's, it's effort. It's compete. He's got everything else, Donnie. And like uh, the Edmonton media, a couple of uh, former players, ex-teammate of mine, Jason Strudwick does, uh, TV work and radio in Edmonton. He texts me right away. He's like, whoa, what are we getting here in this Clem Costin guy? And uh, I said, I sent him back a text. You know, skill, green check mark, size, check mark, shot, check mark, uh, ability, check mark, heart, question mark. 
Yeah. And he's like, ah. I'm like, yeah, that's just what it is. And I like Clint Costin. Yeah. He's got everything you want in a hockey player, except yeah. he doesn't compete on a nightly basis. So you can't have that. Nah, man. You can't have it. Not here, not in St. Louis, hey. not for Craig Berube. And and not for a team that's that's this good and 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 will be competing towards the end in the West. There's just not enough room. Yeah. So, uh, on to something else that happened that maybe we weren't sure was going to happen. Uh, it looks uh, Jake Neighbors has has made the uh, the opening day roster. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about those last two additions that are made to the roster and what you see, uh, you know, kind of for both of those guys? Yeah, look, Josh Levo is a depth guy. Okay. You know, he play on your fourth line. Um, when Torpchenko comes back, I don't know where he ultimately lands as far as Levo, not Torpchenko. He'll be in the lineup. Yep. Chief loves him. Um, so we'll see. Time will tell. Now the injury to Logan Brown, as well as Torpchenko, it opened some doors up front. And Jake Neighbors got a really good opportunity that I think Logan Brown may have gotten had he stayed healthy. But Jake Neighbors was right there with him mm-hmm. in preseason. It competed very hard and played well, created some scoring opportunity, was one of the most physical players the Blues had. So I, what I like is the dynamic of Neighbors, Braden Shan, and Ivan Barbashev. Those are three guys that are in and around the same size. They all like to hit and play aggressive and work down low, get to the front of the net. They all have goal-scoring ability. It should be exciting. Talking to Craig Bruby yesterday, he's like, I'm really excited to see what these guys do. I think they can complement each other very well. That's your third line, man. Well, the good thing about that, Donnie, is you know, we always rely upon uh, Ryan O'Reilly to be the shutdown guy. Well, he may not be able to do that now. Not him personally, but he doesn't have David Perron. Um, and Brandon Saad. Brandon Saad does a good job, okay? But now he's got Jordan Cairo. And for the time being, Chief is seeing it through. He wants to make those guys figure out a way to play together. So if you're not going to be able to put Ryan O'Reilly out there against, hypothetically, um, like Saturday night, Johnny Goodrow's line, why not Braden Shen? Look at, Bar- look at Barbie, look at Shenner, look at Jake Neighbors. They all have the same profile of very strong, tenacious, defensive-minded guys. Now, the young guy neighbors, he may- there's going to be some speed bumps along the way. Absolutely. But they all fit the criteria of being that third-line checking line. So imagine now if you can free up some ice time against lower-level lines for Ryan O'Reilly, Jordan Cairo, so they're not drawing the tough assignment night in, night out. Now you can move those around, and quite honestly, all three lines can be you know, kind of uh, in, in, intermingled whether they're going to be against some of the top players or not. And your fourth line. You got Noel Achari, you got Nathan Walker, and you got Josh Levo. Ultimately, you don't want them uh, out there against, like, Nathan McKinnon. But if they end up out there, you're not panicking. Sure, sure. Um, I, I find it oh, – oh, oh, no, I know what my question was. What's Logan Brown I – mean, I know we don't know and we're not going to for sure know. Uh, is Logan an upper body, a lower body? Upper body, I believe. Uh. From what God. I'm being told. And that kid was just getting the opportunity finally to get in there, yeah. man. He was playing really well. He was using his size, his skill, all that stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, maybe it's just a small bump in the road and he gets going again. I hope he does because I really feel like the Blues were going to give him an opportunity based off of his performance and how he showed up at training camp. Now it's back to square one. Now you got to get back in there and earn your spot. Is It is very tough to start the season on the injured list when you're a guy that's trying to move up in the lineup. Yeah. You know? How, how do you how, how do you ever... Man, you could never... I don't know. You would just always feel like you're just kind of scraping from behind to kind of catch up in that kind yep. of thing. Yeah, you are. I mean, you, you you set yourself up great because Logan Brown played really well. Then he got injured. So you're like, you're top of the mountain. You're like, I'm going to get my chance. Heck, the Blues are like, man, he's playing really well mm-hmm. right now. Then now it's, it's the old Wally Pip thing, right? Right. 
it's not that he'll be Wally Pipped right out of the lineup, but somebody else gets an opportunity when you're not there. So out of sight, out of mind. And it's not it's not exact because, they, of course, they know they have Logan Brown. They know that he's an asset for this hockey club, but he's not able to play. And in the professional sports world, it's who can play today and who can help this team today. Absolutely. And that stinks when you can't do it, you know? Yeah. One of the proud sponsors of the Last Minute Blues podcast is the dentist for my family, Dr. James Maxwell at Crestwood Dental Group uh, off of Watson in Sunset Hills. Uh, Listen, I grew up with this huge fear of going to the dentist. It led to gigantic problems. And Dr. Maxwell has done this amazing job of, I mean, honestly, of restoring uh, my smile and my belief in my smile. Uh, there was definitely a couple of points where I had issues going on with my teeth to where, like, I had a couple of chipped teeth and cracked teeth, and I would not smile. I would cover my mouth when I would smile. I went and saw Dr. Maxwell, and he and his staff have taken such great care of me that I was like, you know what? This guy's got to be the dentist for all of the Fandangos. So my dad, my brother, my kiddos, Mary, all go and see Dr. Maxwell and our patients at Crestwood Dental Group. They're going to take great care of you and your family just like they do mine. CrestwoodDental.com or call them at 314-463-5655. 314-463-5655. So one of the things that you have been absolutely amazing at over the course of, of our time doing this podcast is really, Jamie, man, you have just got such an amazing handle on the team overall. Um strengths, weaknesses, and as we're looking at this team, I feel, I think that this is a really solid, good, very good team. Is this a team that can win a Stanley Cup? Well, look, when you look at, here's the thing, on the surface, you don't have that dynamic superstar. And I talked about this yesterday on the Fastlane. You don't have Connor McDavid. You don't have Austin Matthews. You don't have Nathan McKinnon. But you have a lot of really good hockey players. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Blues have a chance to upset teams. The Avalanche last night played their home opener. They look great. Chicago Blackhawks, you know. Put as much into that as you want or put as little as you want into that. They're still a really good hockey club. They've got some dynamic talent. Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon spearheading that lineup with, I mean, just an uber amount Mm -hmm. of talent. Now, the Blues, they don't have those guys. They don't have them, but they got Nick Letty for a full season now. And their 6D are comparable to almost any D in the NHL as far as man for man. You know, line them up out there. Now, you don't have the top-end guy like Kale McCarr, but you know what? You also have Robert Bortuzzo and Nico Mikola as your third pairing. That's a pretty solid pairing. Sure. So I think the Blues are going to have to win the way the Blues won in 2019. Make it ugly. You know, puck possession. Get it down low. Puck management. Don't turn the puck over. When you get an opportunity to score, you got to take advantage of it. Your power play's got to click. And it looks like the power play's going to be a little different this year. Uh, Craig Bruby's kind of flip-flopped. Tori Krug and Justin Falk out there. And now Vladimir Tarasenko is playing with those guys as well. So, you know, last year Vladdy was playing with O'Reilly and Perron and those guys. And this year it's going to be Thomas that's in the David Perron spot, which oh. we thought that that was, was what going to happen. Mm-hmm. Tori Krug gets up to the top of the power play. In the middle, it looks like Buchnevich, and you got Tarasenko on the other side, and you got Barbie in front of the net. So, what the one thing that stood out to me is Robert Thomas is your best puck distributor on the team, the dish and magician, as I call it. Okay, <laughs> absolutely, that is now, a great nickname. He's out there with four left-handed shots with him. Okay, 
Okay. So once he gets the puck, one, he can shoot it on that offside. We saw David Perron score a lot of goals, that little one-timer. Robert Thomas has the ability to get there with that shot. But if guys aren't covered properly, he's got four guys he can set up for one-timers. So the, as good as he passes the puck, you have four lefties out there on your power play. So the puck will end up in Robert Thomas's hands, and now he'll distribute it to where guys are open. And when the guys are open, they can pull the trigger right away. So that net front presence is going to have to be really important because you got Barbie, you got uh, Buchnevich, big guys that can get to the front of the net. So if you're feeding Tori Krug for a one-timer or Vladimir Tarasenko for a one-timer or Booch in the middle of the whole power play, the bumper position, if you get a little pass there and he turns on that thing quick with a one-timer, teams are going to have a hard time defending that. So I, I love that setup right now. Yeah, and, and then last year, one of the things, and you kind of already talked about this, but I, I just want to kind of go back over it. But one of the things last year that we had kind of identified almost throughout the course of the season was that missing of that physical body on D. And we did see how well the team played when Nick Letty did get traded here. So, again, just to kind of reiterate, Nick Letty shoring up that mm-hmm. particular spot that we had worried about last year. And he's not a big physical guy. Yes, but that's not necessarily the point. It's him being more, correct me if I'm wrong, more of a, of a, of a defensive defenseman back there that can also move the puck up very well at the same time. He skates so well. Mm-hmm. Okay, And so when you get Nick Letty paired with the Colton Pareko, both of those guys are elite skaters. Mm-hmm. And the NHL is, a, is a, a world of taking away time and space now. How quickly can you take a guy out of the play? And it's not like it used to be like how, how quickly can you run a guy over. Now it's time and space. It's angles. It's good stick. It's knocking pucks out of the air. It sticks in the passing lane. So when you got a guy like Nick Letty who can close the gap and angle quickly. We saw it in the playoffs. You know, Kaprizov. How many times we see him out there against Kaprizov with the Wild and he just skated him into no man's land? Yeah. Because he's able to, uh, to keep pace with those guys. Colton Pareko, same thing. Add in his size and reach and his you know ability to defend. So those two guys together... They don't necessarily have to be physical. Is it nice every now and then to lay a guy out sure. to kind of send a message? Sure it is. Yeah, it makes me happy. I like watching that. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I also like watching guys who defend properly who don't sell out just to get a big hit, and then all of a sudden the puck is passed to somebody else and it's in the back of your net. So the one thing Nick Letty does is so well is the way he skates and angles guys out. And then his passing, he's one of the best defensemen in the league at transition passing, tape to tape. And last year, I believe he was, he was the best defenseman at zone, clean zone exits. What does that mean? Breakout passes. Mm-hmm. So from your end inside the blue line to the neutral zone or your end to somebody who exits your uh, defensive zone with the puck clean. So that's a huge bonus. The teams don't want to dump it in. They want to try and play that dump and chase or put it in and go run the game. He's fast. He gets back. He makes a play. It's tape to tape. You're going the other way. Creating instant offense. So maybe you don't need Connor McDavid or Nathan McKinnon because you've got Cairo and Thomas and Tarasenko, but they're going at full speed the other way, tape to tape. You know, there's no more of that just banging it off the wall, banging it off the glass. Right. I mean, tape, tape to tape, you've got speed, you've got momentum, you're pushing the other team back on their heels. So that's why defensemen who move the puck like that are so important for your team is because they can create instant offense with one pass. I am really excited to see the continued maturation of Robert Thomas and obviously of Jordan Cairo, but Robert Thomas is kind of becoming like my favorite Blues player. It won't, you know what, it'll never, until Braden Shin is not on this team anymore, Braden is my guy. Let's talk about Braden Shin you, for a second. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about him. In reading that article from, from, from Jeremy Rutherford, if I'm not mistaken, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong because I know you'd love to do it. And I like to do it. 
three different times last year, homeboy was playing with broken ribs. Talking about Braden Shen. Yeah, and a torn oblique. Three times. Donnie, I've had broken ribs a couple times in my life. Played through it. It is miserable. It's miserable. When you sneeze, you buckle to your knee. When you breathe. When you breathe. At night, you can't let... I still, to this day, because, of course, it's like a knucklehead, I never let them heal properly because I played through it. They've healed kind of off a little bit, so there's nights where I lay down... And when I wake up, I'm in so much pain. I've got to like roll over because the ribs are still all screwed up. Yeah. So Braden Shen, he'll have to deal with that one day. Braden, I'm sorry. Uh, call me. I'll give you some advice. Um, <laughs> <Right>. Tips. <laughs> but yeah, especially when you start to get a little older and the beard gets gray and yeah, it stinks. But he played through that last year, and he still scored what twenty four goals. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Twenty four goals in sixty eight games. And he ended up with more points than Ryan O'Reilly, and Ryan O'Reilly played 11 more games than him. So I'm, this is not a diss to Ryan O'Reilly. No. What it is is how good can Braden Shen be if he's healthy? So that, I'm excited. I'm excited to see him play this year. I'm excited. I think he can get to the 30-goal mark this year if he's healthy the whole year. He, he, to me, man, seems like the Blues' best player that nobody says is the Blues' best player. And I don't mean that as a disrespect to anybody else, but I mean... Tell me one thing that that dude does not do. He's not a really good goalie. Okay. <laughs> All right. Damn it, you got me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, man, like, like... Although we don't know. He's never played. Right. He could Maybe be. he'd be amazing. He could be. But he just, to me, man, it seems like he is the guy that's lunch pail, you know, along with O'Reilly. But, I mean, every night, whatever culture, needs Donnie. to be done. He's a St. Louis Blue. He's, yeah. what, he's what Bob Basson, our guy Jeff, who loved Bob Basson... Yeah. Braden Shen is a Bob Basson with more talent. And yeah. I love Bobby Basson, but you now Braden Shen is a better overall player, but he's got that mentality of finish your hit, block the shot. You want to mess with me? You want to mess with my teammates? Let's go, buddy. Yeah. Let's go. And you know what? Jake Neighbors has that in him. Oh, he does. He does. He has it in him, too. I'm anxious to see how quickly that evolves at the NHL level because he had it in junior. It's a different world, let me tell you. When you're roaming about the, the dog pen – in junior hockey, and you're the biggest dog in the pen, you don't really worry about too much. But then when they all of a sudden they take you and they put you back in the other in the NHL where it's all big dogs, it's a little unnerving at yeah. times. You, your confidence is not maybe there to go grab a guy and you know do whatever. But my, you know, for my advice for Jake Neighbors, get it out of the way early. Doesn't matter who you fight, just grab anybody. Get it out of your system because it it's not easy to do that. Okay, people think, oh, just grab a white bunch of. Okay, let me do this. I'm not jumping into any fight with anybody oh, at any time. <laughs> think about this for a second. Some of our listeners, uh, maybe some of you have experienced this, maybe you haven't. But the old, I'll see you after school, okay? Word travels. This is before text messaging and technology. Word travels. So maybe there's 20, 25 kids after school waiting out back in the schoolyard for you to fight somebody. Think of the adrenaline, the nerves you had to get your ass kicked in front of 20 or 25 people. Multiply that by I don't even know how much because my math isn't good. But you got eighteen thousand people in the building. Yeah, you got however many watching on TV in the visiting team's hometown and in your hometown. You think it's easy to just drop the mitts and be like, "Yeah, sure, I don't care if I get my ass kicked." No, you do. One, it can hurt sometimes. Two, it's embarrassing if you get your ass kicked. Three, it's a lot of adrenaline, and you, you and when you're a young guy. You don't necessarily know how to handle that. Yeah. So my only advice to Jake Neighbors is go out, 
and force somebody to fight you. What I mean by that, finish every hit. So I used to tell all the guys all the time, you don't have to fight. You don't have to look, go out looking for a fight. If you play the game the right way, the fight will find you. Because you'll go run somebody over and somebody will come and like, challenge you and the fight will find you. Right. So don't worry about going to start fights and picking fights and stuff because that can be tough to like the, the stage fight, you know, like – that's a whole other animal. But you go out there and you play hard and you run guys over and you do your thing. The fight will find you. And when it does, just get after it. So, so how do you – how do they manage a talent that is so young like Jake Neighbors? How do you – how long of a leash do you give him at give the him age? as much leash you, that you can until he can't take it anymore. That's it. You let him go until he stumbles. And then you see how long he stumbles. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. It's what I would do. He's playing really well right now. Game one, he goes out there. I'm not going to micromanage this player. You're going to go, kid. Every third shift, you're out there. You go, 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 go. Then you take a sequence of like three to five games. How many mistakes did he make? How many great plays did he make? All the other analytics that go with it, right? And then you kind of look at it and go, okay, I'm willing to continue this experiment. Or we need to downgrade him. Or we need to upgrade him. Okay, so then, so then talk to me like about the, the coaching for Jake. You know what I'm saying? So like, so... You know, does he get extra sessions with coaches after, or or do they pay a little more attention to him in his detail, or how, how does that part work? You don't want to overcoach, okay? Because if you're grabbing the kid every day, all of a sudden that, that automatically goes into his head, his mm-hmm. confidence. The blessing that is of the coaching staff at St. Louis Blues, they're all former players, and it's not the end all be all. Okay, I understand, but they've all been there. They've all been rookies. They've all started out their career. Uh, Craig McTavish is Stanley Cup champion. Steve Ott, Craig Bruby, and Mike Van Ryan are coaching Stanley Cup champions. Chief went to the finals with the Philadelphia Flyers team. They know, okay? Yeah. And so the first thing, order of business, is praising and rewarding the good behavior. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is good plays. Yep. Grab them the next day. Video. Hey, this was great. This was great. Good play here. Way to finish your hit here. Okay, today in practice, let's up the, you know, let's up the tempo in this area, this area. For the first two or three days, four days, I'm I'm not bringing him negative. Mm-hmm. Positive, positive, positive. Then you pinpoint one thing that's kind of reoccurring, right? You go, okay, so this is a bit of a theme right now. He's not getting the puck out in our end quick enough. Let's isolate that. Let's take a couple of clips of when he does it wrong, and let's grab a couple when he does it right. Show him. Now you're not overwhelming the kid. Right. And then when you grab him, he's not always like, oh, God, yep. here we go. This is what you've said for a long time, is yeah. that it's it's got to, it has to represent both for the players, it the good to. and the and bad. You're, yeah. a, you're, um, you're a psychologist at the same time when you're a coach, right? Because you want, one, the coach's job is very stressful. Your job is to win hockey games. But at the same time, your job is to continue to build confidence with your players, so you're a psychologist. So you, you're looking at you going, man, he's making that same damn play every time. How do I present this to him to where I can get him to fix it without crushing him? And then so you try the baby steps approach. And then if the player is still unable or unwilling, then you crush him. Yeah. But not long. It's not like a whole long drawn out thing. It's that one moment in the locker room or at practice where you blow that whistle and you just tear him a new one for about 10, 15 seconds, and you keep the feet moving. Now the kid's like, oh, my gosh. I don't really like that anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe I'll focus on doing it this way. So it's every day. The The combination to the lock is different every day for the coach. Man. So as a, pl- as a player, you're a couple days away from... 
the regular season. What are you doing? Are you enjoying the fact that legitimately you can spend a couple more days at home with the family and the well, kids there's no before it gets right crazy? No, no. no relaxing. No, guys are guys are amped up. One, they're watching NHL games happening every night, and they're like, what the? I want to go. I want to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had their nice little retreat down South Carolina, um, bonding, which is great. You know, like we used to have to sacrifice, not sacrifice, but use a road trip. At the start of the season, like, okay, first road trip that we have. Oh, it's a team bonding. They were going to try and hurry up and bond. Well, the Blues had the opportunity this year to go and bond before that. Golfing, uh, sitting around, uh, having a couple of beers, whatever it is. Coaches bonding together, players and coaches bonding, trainers, everybody. It takes an army of people to have a successful hockey season. So I think it's great that they did that. Now they came back here. I know it's back to business. They've got a lot of things they've got to fine-tune before they play on Saturday. Advantage Blues. The Blue Jackets played last night. Mm-hmm. There's video. Now you're breaking down video. Their tendencies, their systems, their power play, their penalty kill. Everything like that, and then you're presenting it to your team over the next couple of days so you can execute properly come Saturday night. Wow, man. I'm so excited for this. I, 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 <clears throat> but I tell you, and, and I, I, you know, I'm only mentioning this to you, and I'm mentioning this on the podcast, but, um, you know, man, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot different watching hockey games this year. I know. I just uh, I just hope wherever he is, he gets to see it too. You know, well, he he won't miss a game. Hell no, our boy won't. Jeff won't miss a game. I didn't mean to turn it into that, but I just no. started thinking about that towards the towards the end there, man. And and we just always texted a lot during the games, and it was uh, it was always awesome because he would one of these days we're gonna be texting Donnie. And there's going to be a text that pops up. How the hell? Who is this? <laughs> be attached to nothing. Oh, dude. All right. Well, uh, I just pulled that thing down real quick. Sorry no, you didn't. That, no, it got me excited, man. Uh, I just, uh, you know, man, it, 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 it just all of us doing this together, it's it just kind of synonymous. So, like, the season starting without the dude, it, you know, man, it just kind of seems like one of our homies. Well, it is. It's, it's tough. It stinks. But you and I made a promise, man. The, the promise is to keep this thing driving forward because he'd kick us both in the nuts if we didn't do it. Oh, he so would, too. <laughs> he so would. <laughs> terrorize dude, us. He so, he so would. I don't remember where we were at over the weekend, but um, Mary happened to point out to me this just, like, beautiful girl on a motorcycle, just this beautiful, Whoa. like, biker chick. Mary does have and Yeah, time to time. And, oh. and she looked at me, and she goes, you know what? I feel like that's that's somebody that Jeff would think was super hot. Hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, honey. I mean, she, she's breathing. So, I mean, I think that's going that's gonna to be And she's fun. on a bike. Right, and she's on a bike, man. Did you happen to get pictures, Doc? <laughs> no, dude. Damn no, it. I, I, I didn't take it that far. We, we, <laughs> left that, we left that for our friend Burton. He did that. All right, so for our homeboy, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers, Donnie Fandango, as always, let's go Blues. Thanks for listening. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Powered by Together Credit Union. Empowering you to achieve your financial goals.